the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking money, talking investing, and much, much more. It's that time of year where we're starting to look at the holidays. Saw a great story out on Target today that if you turn in an old iPad, any iPad, they'll give you a $200 gift card. And keep in mind, they're selling the old iPad mini for $75. Uh, $100 with a $25 gift card that they give you to shop at the store. Get last year's iPad mini for $75. Woo, smoking. Let's bring in Patrick O'Hare, briefing.com, Chief Market Analyst. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Hey, Rob. I'm doing fine. Thanks. Good. Now, I'm already starting to get into my holiday mode. Like, I'm looking for you know, days off here and there, weeks off here and there. I'm losing a little interest in Wall Street. Is that going to hurt the returns on Wall Street? Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't get that last part where the fact that the, the holiday season starting earlier is... Well, no, no. I'm, I'm getting at... Volume tends to go down this time of year as people start focusing on their holidays and families. In this current environment where we have health care laws getting kind of messed up, we've got Congress coming up in January, February, March, does low volume hurt us or help us? Ah, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, I hear what you're saying now. Um, you know, low volume certainly hasn't hasn't hurt us. Um, you know, that's kind of been the knock on this rally for uh, well, for several years, frankly, that you have not seen really strong volume behind the move, uh, and that's been labeled as a reflection of the uh, you know the reticence on the part of the retail investor to get committed to the stock market again, but. Um, you know, so uh, there's an adage that, you know, volume does equal conviction, uh, but at the end of the day, it's price that matters for, you know, an investor, right? So if uh, you're sitting there looking at a stock holding you might have and you're going to need to sell it maybe for a down payment on a home or help with college education, um, you know, if the price is 30% higher than on low volume, so be it. You know, that's a good thing. Um where it hurts is probably more on the, the in the trading community on the on the side of things for for the uh, for the uh, uh, investment banks you know that have those trading operations it's a drag on their results but um, so far anyway we certainly haven't seen any real adverse effect from the low volume that's been accompanying this uh, tremendous market rally for uh, off the 2009 lows. So we are exiting earnings season, and one of the very first things that I do is go to briefing.com. I read page one, pinned by you. Um, as we're starting to exit earnings season, what's your commentary? What's your thoughts? Was it, was it better than expected? Are we looking good for 2014? Where are we? Right. Uh, well, the third quarter reporting period, um, probably to no one's surprise, uh, was better than expected. Um, it yep. followed a, uh, a trend that uh, we've seen for some time now where estimates get uh, knocked down in front of the reporting period. 
uh, and the companies come out and they hurdle those low estimates and uh, things look you know better than they were uh, expected to be so uh, according to FactSet, uh, what we're looking at right now is a, a blended earnings growth rate and what that is is essentially taking the uh, earnings growth of the companies that have reported and combining it with the uh, estimated earnings growth of the companies that have yet to report and that's coming in at about uh, just above three percent uh, now the thing to remember about that is that we were right about uh, the estimate was right about three percent growth uh, coming into the reporting period as of uh, September 30th but the the key thing here is that uh, JP Morgan's been a real drag on that number it's knocked off about uh, two and a half percentage points of growth for the S&P 500 because of the large legal expense it took, which was not accounted for in analyst estimates according to FactSet. So if you're backing out, uh, you know, J.P. Morgan, you're probably pushing closer to, you know, 5% earnings growth really in the uh, third quarter reporting period. Uh, so it's not not that bad. Um, and uh, so by and large, though, you're seeing some nice surprises out of the materials sector. Um, you're seeing the technology sector come through, um, and uh, you're getting still some pretty decent growth out of the consumer discretionary sector as well. So um, areas that are important to the uh, to the growth story uh, that the market is buying into, and so that's uh, keeping people interested in, I think, in buying on the dips we see here every now and then. So, Mr. O'Hare, today Tesla reports, and it's been a dramatic Wall Street story as a Market analyst, I have to imagine it's well on your radar. Any thoughts on the story uh, right. of Tesla? You know, um, I can't make the exact parallel, right? But there was a uh, when I see a stock go vertical like that, uh, it reminds me of several years back. There was a stock called uh, and a company that still exists called Molly Corp. Um, which uh, was a rare earth mining company, right? Um, sure. And there was a phase a few years back where it was all about rare earth, right? And anything that was rare earth related, you saw those stocks just take off. Um, and if you saw the stock chart today, you'd be quickly reminded how how fast the momentum can go in and out of a hot story, right? Um, Tesla... Uh, is, is a neat story, um, and it certainly uh, appears to be satisfying a, a growing niche within the automotive space. It's an innovative technology, and uh, and that's certainly to be commended in terms of what they're trying to to achieve there. Uh, but when you see a stock like that, um, uh, you know that I believe has a market cap greater than the size of General Motors, right? Um, and isn't selling near the number of vehicles General Motors is. Um, it raises some real um, eyebrows, and it gives you some some real cause for concern that uh, one chink in that uh, armor and uh, that momentum money can flow out of there real fast, and a lot of you know people who are coming in late to the story can uh, perhaps get burned really badly. So, interesting story here, but uh, not a stock probably that a lot of people should feel compelled to, to chase at this juncture. With that in mind, Twitter, um, yep. same same thing as Facebook. Should we just change the commentary? <laughs> um, you know, probably not the same thing as Facebook because, um, uh, in, in what I mean by that, really is that uh, Facebook taught you know Twitter management and the NYSE uh, a lot about how to you know how to manage this IPO process. I think the expectations surrounding Facebook were so 
so high, um, you know, uh, you saw the glitch in the rollout, and then you saw the company not really live up to the growth expectations that the market was banking on as it, you know, uh, as the stock opened up. Um, and probably maybe the one thing that might have worked against Twitter here is that Facebook had that blowout quarter, you know, two quarters ago, and the stock basically, you know, close doubled almost uh, within a few weeks' time, and that raised the um, uh, the excitement factor surrounding Twitter here, right? So there's a real uh, chance that you know I've seen pricing for Twitter what around 25 to 27 bucks a share, I think, and so there's a lot of talk that you could see that stock, you know, double or go to 40 bucks um, because Facebook has done so well recently, and and um, so. There is a little bit of a, you know, certainly a connection there that the expectations surrounding how Twitter can do on its IPO day are extremely high. Um, but, um, you know, hopefully the whole process will have been managed better by the underwriters and, and it appears to have been managed a little bit better, uh, by the, uh, by the company itself, uh, on its roadshow. So, um, it's a good, you know, it's a good thing. I mean, you have, uh, you know, U.S. company, uh, great story coming out, you know, raising capital. That's what the market's all about, and it can use that capital to, you know, continue its growth. Um, but the question is just how carried away market participants might get with a hot story that, you know, uh, and, and how stretched the valuation could ultimately become. So it becomes, you know, it's obviously a really good company, but it might not be a very great stock. Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. Every day I start by reading your columns. What do we need to know that I haven't asked that you really want to share with us? Yeah, well, you know, going back to kind of your, your opening there, when you talk about, you know, thinking about the holidays, right? Uh-huh. Um, it's something that you know I'm going to be doing a little bit more work on here as we look at the the, the coveted holiday uh, retail holiday sales period here and sort of the expectation uh, the general belief is that it's not going to be uh, that great this time around. There's fewer shopping days between Thanksgiving and Christmas this year. I believe there's one less weekend. Uh, National Retail Federation is looking for about four percent growth, but um, some. It's going to be increasingly talked about here uh, because you know tis the season. You know Thanksgiving is not that far away, and um, and uh, and so I'm going to be trying to uncover some uh, some investment angles, if you will, as it relates to that uh, holiday sales period. Um, and so that's what I'm going to be working on. And then separately, obviously, going to be watching the employment data on Friday, which will be uh, a key number here as it relates to the market's thinking uh, on the Fed's potential tapering timeline. Off the record, just editorially speaking, aren't we a little crazy as a nation opening up stores on Thanksgiving? Like, isn't it going too far? Rob, I'm glad, you know, off the record, I was thinking the exact same thing, frankly. I mean, it's like it's it's kind of, uh, I don't know what the word is, but it's, it's, it's kind of ridiculous, frankly. I mean, it's like, you know, we've sort of lost the whole uh, reason, you know, why you're celebrating Thanksgiving and Christmas, for that matter, just with all of the attention around capturing as many sales as possible. You know, frankly, I feel like that's what the Internet's for, right? If you want to get on there and Mm -hmm. and do some purchasing on Thanksgiving Day, just go sit in your office and and go online and do it. But to to incent people to kind of, like, leave their homes, leave their families by opening their doors on, you know, Thanksgiving, and um, personally, I don't like it. Yeah. So, um, but it is what it is, and and uh, people are going to respond to it, and that's why it's probably uh, 
not going to go away. Thanks very much. It's the one, the only Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. It's Briefing.com, an independent live market analysis of the U.S. and international equity markets. There's so much there. There's value investing. There's growth investing. There's economists. There's market analysts. Check it out. I'm Rob Black. We'll take a break here. Be right back. Big delays in San Jose in this Bay Area update brought to you by three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.